Hello, and welcome to the Pandemic Puppy Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Pratt, and I'm super excited to be here raising my puppy alongside all of you. Long time no talk. I'm sorry for missing all of the episodes recently. My life has been tumultuous, to say the least. Um, <clears throat> I am now in Nebraska for the wind survey work that I'm going to be doing with my dogs. I am unfortunately recording this um, mini-sode in my car, so I do apologize for the um, worse than normal sound quality. Um, and I... <clears throat> I had planned to get a couple more episodes out in the last couple weeks, but um, my internet was funky, and then last week, um, when I was about to get an episode in, I actually ended up in the ER with a really gnarly, scary kidney infection. Um, so I'm finally getting something into you guys. I really apologize for the delays, but it has just been crazy on my end. Um, so before we get into it... Um, this episode, like all of our episodes, is supported by the Pandemic Puppy Raising Support Group on Facebook. You guys can check that all out. And we are still going to be here for you, even though as more and more of us get vaccinated, um, it is feeling less and less like a pandemic. Um, in some ways, that doesn't change anything for raising our puppies. And in other ways, it changes everything, of course. Um, you also can sign up for my Puppy Raising Blueprint course, which is available over at journeydogtraining.com blueprint. And that's kind of a all-inclusive course um, that was made in the early days of the pandemic, so it touches on some pandemic things, but it covers everything from socialization and crate training to loose leash walking, um, and, you know, basics like sit down, uh, leave it, drop it, all those good things. So today I wanted to talk to you all a little bit about traveling with your puppy. So this is on my mind because I just completed a 15-hour road trip with Niffler, and he's also done some, some pretty good travel with me in the past. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. The biggest thing um, to think about with traveling with your puppy is making sure that you understand the basic components that make travel comfortable and safe for your puppy and practicing those in a low risk environment where you can whisk your puppy away to get them home if need be. So things that are included in traveling will be riding in the car, settling in a crate, potentially settling in um, a variety of new locations, whether that's a hotel room or a guest's house or a friend's house, I'm sorry, um, an Airbnb, all of those sorts of things, meeting new people, meeting new dogs. Obviously, you may be able to go on vacation without meeting any new people or meeting any new dogs, but those are all things you need to think about. And the biggest thing that I would say is that if your puppy is not comfortable resting in the crate at home, it's very unlikely that they're going to be comfortable resting in their crate while you're away on vacation. If your puppy is not comfortable in the crate on the way to puppy kindergarten, they're not likely to be comfortable in the car on the way to your vacation. And things get even more complicated when we're looking at flying with our dogs. I know we've talked a little bit about flying um, with our dogs in the past here. Um, I believe we have at least. Um, and, you know, generally, if I'm in a situation where I need to fly with my dogs, if I'm just going for vacation, I'm probably going to find an in-home dog center who I really trust, who can just stay with the dogs instead. Um, the exceptions being I have flown with my dogs in order to move. So when Barley and I moved back to the U.S. from Latin America, we, um, we flew um, rather than driving him all the way from Panama back to the U.S., which is how we got there in the first place. But, you know, for obvious reasons, didn't really want to have to do that drive again. And then I also flew with Barley when I went to um, the Northeast to film a reality TV show, which due to NDAs, I can't tell you guys any more about, but it will be coming out um, at some point soon. Um, I'll tell you guys more about that soon. Um, 
but otherwise, you know, if I'm just like flying for vacation or um, or something like that, I'm probably just gonna leave the dogs behind. <clears throat> um, so I do a lot of big road trips with the dogs. So what that means again is really, um, you know, thinking about what these component skills are and how to practice them in a safe way for your puppy. I really recommend, you know, practicing taking your puppy to a local um, dog-friendly patio, whether that's a brew pub or um, a coffee shop or something, and having your puppy settle there for little itty bitty baby puppies. So our puppies under like, I don't know, 12 weeks, kind of depending on the breed. Um, smaller dogs, you might be able to go a little bit later. This is going to be pretty easy in most cases. You're just going to have them in your lap. You're going to reward them. You're going to practice telling people that your puppy needs space, practice rewarding your puppy for ignoring people, and really building up their patio skills while working on their socialization. You can just have them in your lap. There's pretty much no vaccination issues because they're not touching the ground or coming into contact with other dogs' fecal matter. Um, and then as they get a little bit older, things get a little bit trickier. So for Niffler, I brought him all over the place when he was kind of up to like 14 weeks, um, 12 or 14 weeks. And then as he started kind of showing me that that got harder for him. So as he got more and more interested in the outside world, but still had really, really low focus skills, I brought him fewer places. And while it is absolutely a goal of mine to be able to bring him wherever I want, ultimately, that doesn't mean I have to continue doing that when he's showing me that that is really hard for him. So what from when he was about 14 weeks up until when he was about, I would say close to 30 weeks. Um, is that right? Is that how math works? Let's see. 14 weeks up until about six months. So how, how many weeks is six months? Six yeah, yeah, 20, 26 months, 26 weeks or so. Um, anyway, 14 weeks to about six months, I did not bring him all that many places, and instead I worked on the same skills he was going to need to go out and about in public, but I worked on them at home or in other kind of like low-risk, low-consequence environments, and that's because I didn't want him to um, learn that going out to patios was a stressful or hard thing, so we just worked on settling on a mat, watching people go by, watching dogs go by, maybe from a park or somewhere that was just a little bit less intense for him um, until he got a little bit older and his brain was a little bit more ready to handle the intensiveness of being out in public with me. And part of that is also because Niffler was showing me that he had a little bit of stranger danger. Um, so you may remember that from our stranger danger episode, and that is actually still an ongoing thing for us, which I'm a little bit bummed about, but I wanted to be upfront about. Um, so Niffler still with some people, um, if they interact with him too early before he's kind of gotten a chance to get to sniff them or um, they've, you know, come and interact with him. So, like, if someone walks right up to us and starts saying hi to him, even if they're being pretty dog appropriate, you know, they're standing upright or um, using a nice soft voice or extending their hand, he often will back up and bark at them. <clears throat> he comes right back to me. He'll eat food. And within a couple seconds, he'll... <clears throat> with a little bit of treat and retreat, he'll take food from them, and then he's usually good friends with them. But it does take him a little bit. That's relatively typical for the Border Collie breed. So anyway, in that 14 weeks to six months age group, I was being really careful with that because I didn't want to take him into any situations where he was going to learn that patios were really scary or really hard. And again, now that he's he's about eight and a, actually he's nine months old now, um, he's got a lot more brain power. He's much more capable of handling um, 
the intensive training of being out and about in public. So we're doing a lot more of practicing, um, going to these places. And we're obviously, we stayed in a hotel a couple nights ago. He stayed in hotels actually when he was about six months old on our way down to California for my first, first pre COVID family reunion trip. This podcast is supported by the Puppy Raising Blueprint course, which you can find at journeydogtraining.com slash blueprint. In this course, which is partnered between Journey Dog Training and Canine of Mine, I guide you through everything from common problem behaviors like biting and potty training to the humane hierarchy of dog training. It's always available on a self-study basis at journeydogtraining.com slash blueprint. As a new puppy owner, I know how often we're cleaning up. While there's no replacement for management, supervision, and training, Clean Carl's has my back for the times that I slip up and Niffler has an accident. Clean Carl's pet mess products get rid of stains and odors from dog poop and cat pee and everything in between without any added scents so your house won't smell like poop or cleaning products. Plus, they're safe to use around both pets and kids. Next time your furry friend has an accident, try Clean Carl's pet mess zapper and remover. Use the code JOURNEY10 and get 10% off your first order. Just head over to cleancarls.com and use code JOURNEY10 at checkout. So some of the other skills that Niffler and I worked on kind of in that, in, again, in that 14, under 14 weeks um, for things like leash skills, I would actually just kind of carry him around. I took him to, um, uh, well, if I lived somewhere where you had farmer markets at the time of year that I was raising Niffler, I would have taken him to farmer's markets, a couple of those other places, and I would have just carried him, rewarded him for, you know, calmly interacting with the environment, um, and kept it nice and brief, and that would have been good practice for, say, places like airports or hotel lobbies, those sorts of things. We did get some of that practice in puppy kindergarten. I took him to places like Cabela's. Um, this was all when we were masked up and pre-vaccination, so it was a little stressful, and I, I did at times feel guilty about that, you know, making these extraneous indoor trips to socialize my puppy, but unfortunately that socialization period only comes around once, so I made the choice to do that. Um, given that I felt I was low risk, I was able to wear two masks, blah, blah, blah. Now that I'm vaccinated, um, I've continued to do that. Um, So for those of you with your young puppies, you really want to be thinking about all of these socialization things that we talked about in our socialization episodes will also help you as you move towards travel. So you don't necessarily have to take your puppy to an airport before their um, critical socialization window has started to close, but, you know, taking them to a Cabela's or um, uh, Ace Hardware, any of those other big dog friendly places are going to be pretty good practice for something like an airport, Um, a bus depot, any of those sorts of things. And then again, keep your eye on your puppy as that critical critical socialization window starts closing around. You know, depending on the the puppy, you may start seeing more fear or startle responses around 12 weeks to 16 weeks to 20 weeks. It's really going to depend on the puppy. And some puppies, you might just never see that change. But know that you may want to back off around that age, you know, around that four or five month age until they're six months, seven months, eight months, maybe even a little bit older. You'll want to back off and just work on hard skills like eye contact, settling on a mat, loose leash walking, all of those sorts of things, maybe around the house or in an easier environment before layering those difficult things back in. So I hope that makes sense that we're going to add in some of that exposure as socialization when the puppies are really little, and then you may end up backing off of it and working just on the skills and then bringing the skills and um, together back with that socialization as your puppy is kind of moved out of um, 
it moved out of early adolescence into more of that late adolescence. And that partially is because of what we talked about with Dr. Jim Ha, as far as some potential for increased fear imprinting around seven to nine months of age. So we just want to be really careful there. And it also is just, um, which, you know, there people disagree about that as far as um, the risk factors there, but I trust Dr. Ha. Um, and then the other thing that I really, really saw with Nibbler is just <laughs> as he hit that four or five month old age, his brain just like he was so much less focused on me, so much less likely to fall asleep in those places. And it was pretty clear we weren't really getting that like socialization aspect anymore. But he also um, did not have the skills to work through that arousal or work through and try to focus anyway um, at that age. Now that he's about eight, uh, as he kind of hit eight months and now that he's hitting nine months, he is showing me that he's able to engage with me and able to train in those environments again. So we're adding those back in. <clears throat> So again, those are all things that you can do as you go. I would recommend if you can take some small trips um, when your puppy is, you know, under four months of age, I absolutely would do that as long as you can do it in a way that's safe for your puppy's vaccination schedules. And of course, your own budget, your own safety, all of those things as you know, we are still in the pandemic puppy podcast. So if you've chosen not to get vaccinated, be careful. Um, also consider getting vaccinated, but you know, um, so for Niffler, what that looked like was we actually rented um, a, a, a couple of my very good friends and I rented a cabin for my birthday. So that was the first weekend in February. So Niffler would have been, let's see, he was born in October, late October. So he would have been November, December. He was about four months old. So kind of right at the edge of uh, that clinical socialization window closing down. Um, and he got to practice going with some people he knew, some, he had met all those girlfriends before. Um, and we just stayed in a really nice quiet cabin up in northern montana it was absolutely beautiful and he got to practice sleeping in a new place he got to practice um being crated in a new place blah 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 that was really great because it was just a weekend and if something had happened where he just wasn't capable of handling that situation i was only a couple hours from home and i absolutely could have just taken him home before that even um i actually had the privilege of taking him to my then boyfriend's place and he stayed with me overnight at my then boyfriend's place several times through december and january i um broke up with that boyfriend in late january so he had some really nice practice with like micro overnights that's another thing you can consider if you've got friends or family who are nearby and you can just go stay at their place you know your puppy doesn't know that you're only five minutes from home to them that's very similar to a hotel i mean heck if you've got spare income rent a, a, rent a cheap hotel near your place and go take your puppy there for socialization i mean you know everyone knows that the economy and the hotels could uh, could use that money right now so if you've got spare money go for it um so we did that when he was about four months old and then about a month and a half later so when he was about five and a half months old we did our first big road trip and I, um, that timing wasn't quite ideal for him. For me, I would have liked to either do it a little earlier or a little later. Because what I did see is we hit that kind of five, five and a half month old age period where he was starting to be much more concerned about the world, but he also had a really low focus and really low skills. So that trip to California was interesting. It was a challenge. That's when I started seeing that stranger danger pop up. I hadn't seen it previous to that. And it may have happened anyway, but there's a part of me that wonders if all of the stress from that big trip to California and then hiking in a new place and seeing so many more people, because obviously there are more people hiking in California than there are hiking in, um, in Montana. You know, I wonder if that kind of contributed to his stranger danger. 
Um, so again, I, I kind of wish we could have either done that earlier or later. Um, I probably wasn't being my best trainer self because I was so excited to see friends and family um, and kind of get out from that COVID bubble a little bit. Everyone except for me on that trip was vaccinated. I got vaccinated as soon as I got back. Um, he was great in the car. We've done a lot of good car work. He's really lovely riding in the car. We will do an episode on dealing with car issues um, at some point for those of you whose puppies aren't naturally great in the car. I honestly didn't have to do much with Niffler to help him get there. Um, he stayed in a hotel overnight like a champ. It really helped that Barley is also a hotel champion. So he had his Uncle Barley there to, to show him the ropes. And, um, you know, we, were, we had to be really careful to make sure he was comfortable being crated because he wasn't fully potty trained and we didn't want any accidents on the floor. Um, so, you know, think about that crate training again. I know we've already mentioned that. Um, and then we were staying in an Airbnb with friends, with um, my, my mom and my sister. Um, and then got some visits from a couple of my vaccinated friends who also live in California and um, had been able to get vaccinated already in late March. So that was really, really lovely um, and a really, really good practice. Although, again, I do think that it set Niffler back a little bit and I kind of wish I could have done it a little bit later, um, potentially when he was a little bit more ready to handle some of the hard skills. So the loose leash walking, the look at that sort of game. I And, you know, he also was just frankly a little bit under socialized compared to what I would have liked. Um, and then now the next big trip we've done is our, our big move to, um, to Nebraska. We are currently living in that sprinter van. Um, so to him, uh, our house has just moved. Um, but it is different. You know, there's new people, there's new smells. Um, we are living in a van, which we've been living in a van for a month now. And uh, those are all big changes for your puppies. So really, really think about how to best support them through all of those changes. Get those little practice trips out and really think about what skills your puppy needs. So, for example, again, if you're staying in a hotel, can your puppy loosely walk with you from your car um, or even maybe just from the entryway of the hotel to your hotel room? Is your puppy potty trained well enough that they can stay in a hotel room at least with some supervision? And are they crate trained well enough that you can put them in a crate um, while you're not able to supervise them so you don't have messes all over your hotel room? If the answers to any of those are no, it might not be, you, you might not be ready to take your puppy out um, on one of these trips yet. So I hope that's helpful. It's a little bit of a primer. I am kind of recording this by the seat of my pants because I just have been feeling really guilty about not getting you guys anything for a while. So if you have any further questions or comments, um, you can either comment wherever you're seeing this episode um, on social media, or you can join our Patreon and send me some questions or comments there. I would love to hear your thoughts. And we will be back in your earbuds with a, uh, a more thorough episode soon. Um, it might not be this week. But I do have some great episodes planned for you guys on puppies and kids, on, um, you know, we talked a little bit about car rides, um, and we have all sorts of other topics, um, including hitting adolescence and sexual maturity with our puppies as we go forward. So stay tuned for those, and um, thank you guys for hanging in there. Um, I, I, uh, I will talk to you soon. This is Kayla from Journey Dog Training, and this is the Pandemic Puppy Podcast. We'll be back soon.